Mama is treating me to breakfast. Yep, let me see your phone. Huh? Look here. I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat Mama. <laughs> okay, Ma, you got it. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10-222 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required. In reality, the president really does not have that much power, y'all. Yeah. He's really a figure. Who? You t- who? <laughs> <laughs> Unilaterally. The president. Donald Trump is doing <laughs> whatever he wants. Everyone, this is Keith Roberson, and you are listening to Thank God for the Group Chat. I am here today with Victoria, Victoria. and Tabitha Gibson. Okay, are we doing government names? Are I we mean, doing last names? I did, did it now. now. I mean, it's editable. All this stuff is editable. No, no need to. No need to. Um, uh, Lon is not with us today. Um, we li- wish Lon well, and um, um. We thank God for him as um, the host of this show and just as a brother. Um, so Tabitha is here with us today. Tabitha has a podcast of her own called Keeping Tabs. Um, tell us about it, Tabitha, if you would. Are we going to skip our prayer? And con- I-, I didn't. I, I, I got this. My bad, my bad. Um, so yeah, I am Tab of Keeping Tabs podcast, and I have been on break, but I am returning, like um, today, returning. But um, yeah, so I talk about mental health a lot. Um, my main goal was and will is to talk about social justice. Um, I shied away from it, and so coming back this season, I even said it in the closing of last season that I will be focusing on um, justice topics. And so I'm now I'm ready now more than ever to really talk about justice. And so I'm sure we'll address some of that here, and then also too when I record later for myself as well. <laughs> so follow me at um well I don't know why you're laughing, but you can follow me at keeping.tabs underscore underscore on Instagram. Um and my podcast link is there. I'm doing it right. now. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Victoria. She was um following your uh show too when you had one. Victoria. I feel like that was shade. It's not, it's because if it was shade, it would just be on me. It wouldn't be on anybody else. Um, um, so, guys, we got a lot of heavy things to discuss today. And um, this is a very atypical podcast. So we are definitely going to need the Lord's help, just like we do every day. But asking for even more grace on today. So, um, Father, we thank you, Lord, for... Um, who you are and for allowing us to know you even in this time um, is so pivotal to know you to have an anchor not just for um, not just for um, hope but an anchor for us our souls Lord we um, 
ask that you would, as you are in our lives, be with us even now, Lord God, as we discuss these topics as heavy as they are, as polarizing as they are, that you would give us the words to say, that you would give us the insight that we need, not just for ourselves, but to anyone that would hear us and to anyone that would hear us and then go out into the world and reiterate or regurgitate what they heard in this podcast. We ask that your spirit would just take over and um, that you would increase as we decrease. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so yeah, right. Um, I'm just trying to yeah mentally prepare, mentally Mm. prepare myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that Tabitha is here with us today, especially like being in Miami. Tell us what's going on in Miami. Like, so we've been covering a lot of like the COVID nineteen stuff Mm -hmm. in the different regions and areas of it you know, like that is affecting and it's affecting America period. But like, what is it like down there? Um, it's definitely affecting here as well. Um, one thing I noticed that is different. I, um, was in Atlanta and Texas last week, Miami, the city in itself, um, we're required to wear a mask everywhere we are. Um, and so I think when we're outside of the house, of course, and other places, it seems like it's kind of recommended, but not required. But um, it's definitely taking place here. Everything started opening up last last week or the week before last. Um, everything started opening back up. So it was to open up in phases. I don't know if that's still the case or not. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are. Um, mm. We still have cases of it just like everywhere else. But like how are you guys handling the shelter in place situation i mean i and i'm also finding out that different areas of the country call it different names you know so like what what are they calling it where you are and like do you feel like um miami is handling it well Yes, it's called um, shelter in place here. And um, I think it's different for everyone. I think there is different groups of people. There are some people that understand like, man, this is something that we haven't seen before. It's spread and we don't want it to spread. So we are going to follow whatever instruction we have and stay in place, which, of course, we know that those instructions have changed from week by week. But um, so some people are saying, okay, because I know there's something out there that I am not familiar with, I'm going to stay in place. And then there's some people like, man, stop playing. Like, this isn't serious. So let me just hang out with my friends. Let me just go here, go Mm -hmm. there. And so um, and then there are some people that's like, okay, well, I still want to connect. And I feel like I may fall in that space. Like, I do want to connect with some people, but I don't want to be just out and open with everyone and everything because there is a realness that there is a disease there is a pandemic that is here and present with us so though the economy is opening back up um that does not mean that the disease has left has left us um and also too from my understanding there is still no cure so mm. there isn't <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone was confused, there is not. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy is, you know, we've been seeing these protests uh, and um, I plan on being a part of one um, on the 5th and I'm revving up for that and I'm praying about that. And I started thinking like, 
well, you know, this isn't the trajectory I plan on going down, but I really started thinking about like, wow, like something serious could happen. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Like I looked at that, like I saw a picture. I was like, oh, that looked like coronavirus. Like just how many people are close together. And I definitely understand the cause and I understand. um, I I completely understand it at the same time. Like, okay, nothing has changed. So. Um, people, um, are asking, well, they're speculating that Corona virus wasn't a thing for real to begin with. Um, I'm here to tell you people, it is a real thing. It is very serious. It has affected family members of mine. It has affected, um, people's family members that I know it is very close to home. People have lost their lives due to this virus. It's not, well, I'm not going to say that it's, I'm not going to speculate any further in, into like the conspiracy of it all, but no matter who came up with it or where it came from, it's here and it is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So because you see people um, protesting um, and they're huddled up and uh, they're in close um close encounter and close proximity with one another. That does not mean that, um, it has gone away. Um, yeah, it's just not the, the number one trending topic right now. Um, right. And in my opinion, rightfully so, but it is a close second. Um, so, I don't want to start heavy as, as like maybe 10 minutes into the podcast. I I don't want to start I don't want to start heavy um, because we do have a lot of heavy stuff to discuss. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I do have an um, pun for the review because I don't need, okay. This is because I don't need anybody thinking that I'm trying to be an uncle Tom when I'm trying to do something with my life down the line. Um, So last, (laughs) listen, I'm like, listen, this has been on my heart since last week. Last week. I was defining gentrification and describing it and I made an error Mm. and a term I should have used is urban revitalization. That is what it is when you main, like you revitalize an area, but it maintains its social and cultural capital while gentrification comes in and tries to push an area up to a middle-class standard, which oftentimes is like a white standard um, for how a place should be or should function. Um, And the confusion there was because of an article I read a while ago around the Beltline, what started off as urban revitalization and creating affordable housing, which Atlanta has a huge um, deficit of um, Miami as well quickly turned into gentrification because of the money hungry and power and greed that I was referencing in the last episode. So I don't want y'all thinking that I'm like pro gentrification. No, I'm not. I just misused, <laughs> misused the word. One more time. The phrase urban revitalization, urban revitalization. Yes. That is what you want. That is what keeps people from being pushed out of their communities and it losing its you know, melanin Luster. in those situations. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got some UFRs as well, but <laughs> due to recent events, probably, you know, it's, it slipped my mind. Um, 
what was I going to say? Um, and I had forgot. I thought I didn't pray, so I was about to pray again. But <laughs> that's why I paused. Hey, sometimes. <laughs> I was like, you need a double oh, wait a minute. I don't think we prayed. Um, <laughs> we did, but if you're feeling it, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 we prayed. <laughs> we prayed. When two or three are gathered. Um, <laughs> did you guys watch the uh, Fred Hammond, Kirk Franklin? Uh, celebration. Celebration. Yeah. I didn't. No. No. I was trying to actually get to it after you sent um information about it too, but I've been working today, so I haven't gotten to it yet. But tell me about it. I want to hear about it. I want to learn about it as everybody else. Victoria, did you see it? I not in its entirety. I watched parts of it. I'm sorry. I was tired. I was sleeping on and off all day yesterday for obvious reasons. So. What parts did you see? I saw Kirk being a peak hype man. I saw Tamala Man in the building, though. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, are you a Tamala Man fanatic? I never knew this. Oh, I appreciate her. I wouldn't call myself a fanatic. I feel like it's a strong word. I love me some Tamala Man. Fan? You like fan better? It's the right. Fan is fine. Fanatic. You know, I know. I mean, it's I know. the same but thing. You, you do I know it right. is, but you know, okay. like optics, it just sounds. <laughs> <laughs> It's just more <laughs> audibly appealing. <laughs> okay. Um, so you saw Tamala Man and I you saw Kirk Franklin being a hype man for Fred Hammond. Fred, which was a beautiful thing. Like what I saw, I was like, because I just kept seeing people say like, this is what I needed. Like this is everything, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And from what I saw, I was like, I want to revisit it. I just was not in the mind space to be fully present for it the way I want it to be. Okay. So I do want to circle back to it though. Cause what I saw was beautiful in my opinion. You can catch all of these. I, if, I mean, if I'm not wrong, I don't know about this one. I haven't looked for this one yet, but you can find all of them on YouTube for the most part. That's true. Yeah. yeah I think it like, should still, well, now it might be too late now. Never mind. I mean, they took it off the moment that, you know, in the moment that it was over, you can save lives, but quote unquote, Hater. you know, no pun intended, but you can save Instagram <laughs> lives and put them on and have them save for like 48 hours or something like that. You can. Yeah, but I don't think they was oh, doing that this time. But you can, if you guys haven't seen it, you can find it on YouTube. I plan on going to sleep to it tonight. It is um, on YouTube. Is it? Mm-hmm. Like I see it, it here. Probably says something like full battle or something like that. It just says versus presents from what I see, but it's a few different people have it on here, but versus have it on here as well. Yeah. Am okay. I the only one bothered that is Z U Z? Like I could never say versus. You yeah. know what dawned on me? Versus. You know what dawned on me yesterday? What? What? They it is it was the title of it, right? I'm like, you dropped the ball on the title of this thing. <laughs> you were so close to naming it versus V E R S E S. That would have made that would have been a fire title. <laughs> so close. It does not make sense. I'm like, so close. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why are we saying versus? It's versus. Especially if you guys aren't calling it's not a battle, it's a celebration. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. I don't want to see any... This was the last celebration that I wanted to see. So here's my thing, right? I had the issue with um, 
and we'll we'll talk about it. oh ladies and gentlemen sorry we i get online about this all the time just diving into a topic and not fully like introing it but um fred hammond and kirk franklin were the two um going head to head in the latest installment of the versus series um they had a quick zoom call with Timberland and Swiss Beats, who looks like the male Alicia Keys. And now I completely get it now. But people always say you start I looking digress. like your your significant other. Mm-hmm. I see I it often. Too, and he didn't look like Mashonda. That's not his significant other. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're right. <laughs> he never looked like Mashonda. Well, that's well. <laughs> that's a, okay. So, well, we do that, not condone. That's how you know. That's how you know they yeah. wasn't. Supposed that's how you to, know they wasn't supposed to be together. No. Look like cousins. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond they showcased. Um, I didn't count, but they said it was forty-two of their. Uh, I'm assuming it's their favorite songs because it wasn't what I would say were the quote unquote hits. Um, but, um, they, um, they put these songs together. They went head to head, quote unquote. And that's the thing, right? That's the thing I hate about this. But anyway, they, they, um, played their songs back to back and, Honestly, I'll say it was the best one that I've ever seen. And I I didn't expect anything less from these two mm-hmm. gentlemen. I didn't. Yeah. Kirk yeah. Franklin is a showman. Fred Hammond has been doing this for over, probably over 40 years. Oh, 40. Fred Hammond is like 60. Which is crazy. I kept looking at him and I was like, this man does yeah. not like, I was like, who is this? No, I know it is, but I was like, he looks so good for his age. It's amazing. I love it. I'll be honest. I'll look at I'll look at my parents, right? And you know, because they're almost sixty. Um, but I, I look at my parents, and then I see other like late fifty year olds, and I don't think like that's how late fifty year olds should look. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's so when I see Fred Hammond, I'm like, yeah, that's how you should look at. 60. That's fair. Okay. You know what I mean? Fred Hammond, I mean, I was going, okay. Fred <laughs> Hammond not eating from the king's table, probably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't get that reference? It's a biblical reference, Victoria. I'm clear, but no, I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get, okay. So Daniel, <laughs> Daniel um, Shadrach, Meshach, and, Abed, and Abednego, these are their slave names. Um, they, um, you know, they had to go before, was it Pharaoh, Tabitha? It was some type of, was it a Pharaoh for real? I believe it was. I know what you're talking about. It was some type of ruler, emperor, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um. They had to go before him and, you know, it was a group of young men that they enslaved. And they mm-hmm. said, look, take the handsome of of this lot of the nation. I want the handsome young men of this nation. They're going to come and serve me. We're going to teach them. They're going to learn of us. And then so that they can be um, well to do people in this in this kingdom. And but they're going to be a part of this kingdom and they're going to be servants. Right. Um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Daniel, they were 
of they were Israelites. Yes. Yes. I always get that confused. Like, what's the difference? But they were Israelites and um they, you know, they because they were Israelites and they were good Israelites, they were like, look, we can't eat this food that you yeah. guys have prepared for us. And they was like, well, you go and eat it. And it was like, time yeah. out. How about, how about this? How about you give us, I don't remember the amount of time, but they said, how about you give us this certain amount of time to eat the things that are acceptable to eat? Things that our God has ordained for us to eat or has um, said this is okay for us to eat. How about you do that for about, I think it was like, I don't, I don't even want to speculate on the time. Give us a certain amount of time and then see if after this certain amount of time, we don't look better and are smarter than the people who have eaten from this table. And I think. Oh, I get it, it now. Okay. Three weeks. Like, the reason I'm thinking it was three mm-hmm. weeks is because people have adapted the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast. Upon, ah. you know, that, and it's 21 days. So I'm assuming it's three weeks, but I could be wrong. But you can go read Daniel, the chapter three, and I'll give more. Was stuff. it chapter three? Mm-hmm. I thought it was one. But I don't be Daniel fasting. So. <laughs> you I Daniel know. fasted this year. What, at the top of the year, January? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> thanks, Tad. But, um, oh. so Fred and Kirk, they put on a performance that, you know, I didn't expect anything less. I thought that it would be the best um, verses that they would. Well, first of all, because I just love gospel music. And this is this is the music that I was raised on. You know what I mean? Like, this was the music that was mostly played in my house. All the other music I had to, you know, pretty much seek on my own. <laughs> but uh, this was the music that was very tangible. Um, he played some commission songs. He played a lot more commission songs than I thought that he would uh, because he's got his own catalog, like chock full of hits from like Fred Hammond himself, you know, but he played a lot of commission, which I'm pretty sure appeased a lot of the commission fans. He brought out Marvin Sapp. Um, Kirk Franklin brought out Tamla Mann, which is so dope, right? Because this is like Fred Hammond was in a group with Marvin Sapp. Kirk Franklin was quote unquote in a group with Tamla Mann. And to just see the two of them, well, both on both ends, seeing them in a room with the people that, you know, kind of like started their careers and like people that you want to see be cool, like towards that you want to see be cool later on in life. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just fun to see, man. Um, what else happened? Nothing. It was just it was just a great time. A lot of people you saw a lot of people talking about like how much it was doing for their hearts and stuff like that. Kirk and Fred are like two dudes that you can tell, like really love the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. be like you. Cause to me, you see them be like very non well unorthodox, you know, in their approach yeah, to people, in their approach to Christianity, yeah. in their approach to just whatever tradition is. You see them being very unorthodox. Like the other day, Fred posted, um, yeah. I forget who was smoking weed to his music. 
I think it was Steve. I think it was Steve Jackson. Stephen Jackson was smoking weed to his music. He was like, "Weed and gospel music. That's what I like." And he was listening to Fred Hammond. Fred reposted it. You know what I mean? And Fred was like, "You know, ba 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 ba." Um, Kirk is Kirk, and we yeah. growing up, we knew, you know, and we knew yeah. what what came with Kirk and Kirk was shunned in a lot of churches and a lot of, you know, elders and leaders spoke out against Kirk back in the day. You know, now he stayed true to himself. Absolutely. And like, I feel like he, he got the point of why it's being done. I feel like, I feel like both of them are more spirit led than just going with tradition. Like you said, traditional sometimes lead some people to believe like, no, we can't do or say or be with certain people. And nah, that wasn't, that that's not for it. So. Those were the two people, in my opinion, you couldn't pick a better two people to do that. You know what I mean? To start, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To do a quote unquote gospel versus, you know what I mean? And so just, I did again, everything that I thought should have happened, would have happened, happened, you know, uh, you know, the sound issues that were happening in every verses didn't happen. You know, um, the 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 Internet issues, the uh, connect the connectivity issues, the visual issues, the um, the this song. You shouldn't have played this song. You should have played this song instead of that. None of that stuff happened. It was just you could tell like that God's hand was on it and one could even suffice or surmise that maybe, maybe just maybe that God had his hand on this and that, um, God set Timberland and Swiss beats to do whatever that they're doing with this versus platform for such a time as this or such yeah. a time as what happened at five o'clock. You know what I mean? They gave the gospel again. I wouldn't expect anything less, mm. you know, mid, you know what I mean? Just mid, mid battle, quote unquote, it's not a battle, but mid celebration. <laughs> it was, it was like, look, I just want to pray this prayer. If you, you know what I mean? We going through all of this. You need somebody to cling to. You need this, that, and that. And just sharing the gospel with people and like pray this prayer. You could pray a prayer to this magnitude. Just pray this. Like, you know, I want you, I want you in my life. Jesus, please come into like, that's. I'm listening tonight. Like I need people to got saved. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm definitely doing it. People were people were saved. People were impacted, um, and just like the enemy tries to do, the enemy tries to sneak in there. It's like, oh yeah, but uh, oh yeah, but um, every everybody could connect with this dude. You know, you could be you 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 could just connect with your higher power through this. I'm like, that is not what they said. They mentioned nothing of Buddha, Muhammad, Ali. None of that. <laughs> Lord. Um, you know, because Lena Waithe got on there and she was like, you know, this is this is for everybody. You know, I'm like, yes, you're right about that. And right she was like, at the same time. Yeah. It's like the butt that came after. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was, it was that um it's that silent butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, um, it's, is that why it was your? I, I think you said favorite. Did you say favorite or did you say um, it's the best? 
Okay. My favorite one is Neo versus um, Jonte Austin. But as a writer, that's my favorite one. But okay. this is the best one. And you you could be a Christian, you could be an atheist, and you could see very plainly that this was the best one. Um, they both had songs from Kanye West that they were on and that they played. And I don't know what's going on with Kanye West, but people were not are not happy with him at the moment. But uh, they spoke they spoke briefly to that with much brevity. But they they spoke to it. Um, what did they say? Because I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm out of the loop right now. I mean, I feel like people are still just mad at Kanye for like a lot of his like slavery commentary got him it. saying Trump is like a good guy, a good person. So I think it's just a lot of like residual disdain. From it's it's new stuff too. Is yeah. It, the way you said it, keep it sound like it was some new stuff. It's some oh, new, new stuff. stuff? They oh, said well, I don't pay attention to Kanye like that. So I guess I'm out the loop. It was like, it was like Kanye doesn't care about black people type stuff. Like, Yeah. So I don't know. It was like he's not for us or whatever it is. So I mean, so new and people bringing that up newly or new and he said something that's provoked someone to say this right now. Look it up. All it right. was new. <laughs> it's new. So someone said something about it right now. Okay. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, but to get off of this, it was it was great. Um, it was needed for a lot of people. Um, it, it refocused people, I feel. And um, it centered a lot of people that didn't know where to turn to to be centered. You know, like, where is God in all of this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the topics today. Um, I'm going to try to be a good substitute teacher today and do the assignment that the <laughs> teacher has laid out um (laughs) so uh um what are like where do you guys believe that as believers where do you believe that our role is in this with all that is going on and when i say this i mean with the ahmaud arbery situation the brianna taylor situation the George Floyd situation, the Sean Bell situation, the the list goes on. Mm-hmm. It does. And so when so going forward in this podcast, when I say George Floyd, don't think that I'm dismissing anybody else. Um, listeners, don't think I'm dismissing anybody else. It's just so many people to name, and so not to discredit anyone, and not to not name anybody else. It's like, this is what's happening in the moment. Um, And it continues to happen. So if I'm just saying one name, I do mean all of them. Um, But where do you guys think our place is as believers in this? I think we're always going to be called to speak up and out for the disenfranchised. Um, And even in that, like, but with that also continuing to lead and be an example of like compassion, um, as challenging as that can be. And also not being quick to judge people's actions. Mm. And I say that more so around like the right, like 
just the language being used around, you know, writing, vandalism, so on and so forth. Um, I just have found that people are very quick to judge that behavior. And I think there's not enough time taken to listen and reflect on like how we got here. Mm. Um, yeah. So for me right now, those are probably my top, um, things that I feel that we're called to do. Yeah. So the church definitely has a responsibility and I feel like we should really be at the forefront. Um, of it because that's what the Bible teaches. This, the Bible that I read teaches about what we. The should Bible be doing. I read. The Bible <laughs> I read teaches about what we should be doing as it relates to justice. Um, there are so many scriptures on it. Um, so much in Isaiah and Proverbs and different places. Um, but we are to be speaking on justice. We mm. are to be seeing to it that it happens. We are to help steer and guide people in what should be done. Um, so that means that take that's us taking a seat, step back and seeing what should be done. One of the things that, um, Professor Mike um, said when he spoke, I'm speaking of Killer Mike, um, one of the things that he did say, this is a time to um, plan and strategize and to like really see where to go. So like, I don't expect everybody to know offhand what we should do or how we should go about doing it, but I do expect everybody to be, especially in and of the church, to be taken in position to figure out what is it that we should be doing that can help make a difference because our system um, is is corrupt. It's been corrupt from the beginning and mm. we should be fighting against that, uh, that system, a system that would lock someone up who's defending the household. Speaking of Breonna Taylor, that would lock someone up who's defending the household, but don't do anything at all as it relates to pe- to people who are not going about business in a, in a right way um, like that. They can just, walk away from that like even if it's to say hey we are sitting all these officers down from their job now because we need we realize that this whole department needs better training we failed somewhere like do that but for you not to do anything like that shows how much you care about us um and so not just even speaking of the system like the church the church like i want to hear and see you say something um, if it's not in your heart, don't say it. Um, but that also shows us where you are with things. Um, and so the church does have a responsibility, exactly what that responsibility is. I can't fully say what that is, but we should be figuring out what that is and we should be leading it, leading and championing it. Because if we're not, then people, um, we're going to continue to see this black exodus from the church because the church Mm -hmm. is silent on the things that the Bible speaks about. And so like you're Mm -hmm. silencing the word because of what's, what's inside of your heart as a racist, as someone who is too scared to move forward in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're causing people to leave because you are not doing what the Bible tells us to do as far as seeking injustice for the oppressed yeah i think there's also a level of like radical radical reconciliation that needs to take place because i feel like too often churches churches get too political for For me and i feel like oftentimes that is what keeps them from speaking out on things that they 100% should be speaking out against or speaking up for people 
who are not being paid attention to, who are being, you know, overlooked or like not provided for, like not taken care of by the people that are supposed to be taking care of them. And I think a lot of that is driven, driven by like church politics of who is your constituent, like who makes up your church body. Mm. And I think, again, I just think politics come in way too, come into play far too much when it comes to like the silence of churches and for me, like that speaks volumes yeah. about your character. Yeah. I agree. I think you guys make great, great points. Um, we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back after. Are we doing messages? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we'll be right back. Lon, please don't play that elevator music. <laughs> Hello out there. Welcome back. Um, you are listening to Thank God for the Group Chat. I'm sitting here. Well, not here. We are meeting via, I want to say the other one. It's not. It's Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that Skype had a 17-year lead and they botched it. Uh, this Because they sold it to Microsoft. Did they? Re- I, mean, I will oh, yeah, stand we did. by that. We did forever. discuss this. Absolutely. That's how they messed up. Um, are, oh, why? Like, okay, that's not. Uh, girl, I don't care. Like, um, you know, we deter all the time. Man, Microsoft—they have a platform in and of themselves, so I don't, I don't get it. Like, they should have been on top of it too. So, Muya Micah. Oh, sorry. Better. Better. It, uh, it still sounds like it needs some work. Better. Yo, you could probably turn it up a little bit, but it's cool. Oh, don't have me messing with stuff. I don't understand. I mean, you in the whole studio over there. Yeah, my you, friend. <laughs> she got a sound engineer and everything, Victoria. Over there. I saw a lady like hop out. You good. You good. Right. One second. Right. Change your levels. <laughs> right. Um, so um, we're sitting here talking about the church's um, role in social injustice and more I don't want to say more importantly, but um, currently and more poignant in this moment, I do mean poignant, um, in this moment, um, black injustice, um, police brutality, and forget brutality, police homicide (laughs) against Mm -hmm. um, black individuals specifically. Um, Yes, we do know that cops have killed other races. There was, um, some, there was a young man that uh, passed away yesterday who, who was, uh, allegedly murdered by a police officer as he was protesting yesterday. He was white and, um, his parents are saying, where is the outrage? I'll speak to that very quickly. Um, we are severely sorry for your loss for this young man. Um, for your son who you care very deeply about. And we think we do appreciate that he was out there and that he gave his life for this cause. Um, and, but, uh, the, the truth of the matter is more than likely justice will be served for your son. Um, we yeah. believe that more than likely justice will be served for your son because of the color of his skin. Um, just like that, um, 
the inverse of that is why we are protesting. The inverse of that is why people are looting. The inverse of that is why um, there is such outrage. Um, so, um, again, we do we are sorry for your loss, and we do thank him for being an advocate and for being an ally. And he will he will be missed. And um, I don't want to say this um, casually or um, very cavalier. Um, we don't want his life just to be a casualty of war. We definitely want it to mean something. And so we thank you for giving your son um, life so that his life even meant something in this very moment. Um, but going forward, we were, we were talking about um, as a church, or as the body of Christ, how should we respond and what should our be what should our response be to this? I want to give you guys continue to give you guys a floor if you're not finished saying what you're saying. Because I think I differ a little bit. <laughs> I mean you, oh. <laughs> you were the one speaking um before our short break, so was I? I was just yeah. saying we going to break. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were giving your your thought uh, as far as who should be responsible or if the church should have any responsibility in it or not. I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. So I don't I don't differ in, in that. I don't differ in you guys' opinion to what you have spoken to. I, it's more as it's more so like an add-on. You know, mine is like and so I I do want to be very clear. Um, the Lord is not slack in his promises towards us, right? <clears throat> the Lord has not turned a blind eye or a deaf ear to what is going on in the world, let alone this country. Um, and uh, like a fanatic, not to use the term again, but his actual name is fanatic uh he spoke to he was saying like look if you think that the world is coming to an end because of what is happening in america please don't be that self-centered this stuff has been happening all over the world people have been disenfranchised all over the world people have been oppressed and are being oppressed all over the world people have um have um been having epidemics because pandemics are um, more global um, in their own confines of their own countries all over the world. Just because it's hitting America does not mean <laughs> that now all of a sudden the world is coming right. to an end. That is very ethnocentrism centered. First of all, um, ethnocentristic. Um, so, I'll, but I'll say this. I think Jesus's character a lot of times gets, well, his character in totality gets overlooked, especially in moments like this. Mm -hmm. I would, I don't like to say it, but I would say that I'm a, I'm a militant. I'm a somewhat militant person. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only because that's in my nature, um, but I think my savior speaks to that part of myself in himself. I don't think Jesus was or is um, passive. I think, yes, he was meek and he chose to be meek, but meek is power under control. 
But what is power if you never actually get to express it? That's not power at all. (laughs) So it is to say that Jesus definitely had power and has power and does use it. Um, um, I see people bringing up um, Jesus in the temple, flipping tables. That was a protest. That was a definite protest. That was looting. <laughs> that was looting to some to some aspect. Definite, but um, of course, people would like to say, and it, and it's true. Well, he was speaking about his father's house. He was passionate about his father's house. How much more do you think that Jesus is passionate about his people? Right. How much more do you think that he's passionate about his creation? Um, so we are the temple. You know, we are absolutely. Yeah. Um, what I'm, what I'm not saying is that go out and just rob and steal and kill or anything like that. But I will say this, and I think this gets lost a lot of times, you know, cause I haven't like just come out and actually said it, but I'm not against protesting and I'm not against, I'm not against protesting, having, um, negative effects on other people directly i'm not that's a protest and people talk about well don't protest this way protest peace peaceably what are you talking about like you what you're saying is protest not peacefully you're saying protest quietly which is not a protest at all yeah Absolutely not. It's not a protest. <laughs> here's the here's the thing that people don't understand. When someone protests, you're not supposed to like it. You're not supposed to like it. That's a part of what makes pro uh, effectual protest effective. That's what makes effective protest effective. Um, am I for the loss of lives? No. Am I for um? But am I for, I don't, here's my thing, man. It's hard to, it's hard to like balance the whole idea of like, yo, someone lost a life, but there is no recompense for anybody else. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? For like the opposing party. Yeah. Again, if we look at our faith, like, and I don't want to be this guy, and I really, and I'm usually not this guy in particular, and I don't want to take the gospel out of context. But it's like it's kind of like what we talked about the other the other episode, right? We talked about um, Botham Jean's brother running up to the her his murderer. And I'll I'll leave it at that. Running up to his murderer and like just embracing her, saying, I forgive you. And that has been us as a people. Like these people have not apologized. They have not repented. Repentance is a change, a changing of the mind. Your mind is changed about a situation and you begin to walk in repentance. Like my mind is changed. So my actions are going to show that my mind is changed. Mm -hmm. And so, but you don't, you don't really get that. (laughs) You don't, you get people just saying, just waiting until it dies down. Mm -hmm. You just wait until it dies down. Yep. And I'm sorry, I just got a text, so I'm kind of thrown off. But um, you wait till it dies down, and so you don't 
you don't have to feel any weight or gravity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a couple, I had a couple of white people hit me up um, this past week. Um, and they both asked me, what can we do? Yeah. What can we do? That was and a I, question I got as well. Yeah. I don't like that question. I would just like to clarify. I love the question. I, I, I don't like it when you're asking me. As a black person, personally. Well, why? I love I love the question because who else are you supposed to ask? You know what I mean? As a black, ask Google. Okay. So here's my thing. <laughs> I so I was talking to my mom about this earlier. Mm-hmm. First, are you sorry? I don't want to cut you off. I wasn't. Um, I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. I loved. I'll say this. I love the question because. Um, it puts the onus and the weight on you down because now you can't say that you don't know. Now you, you ask, you ask the person who this situation and or situations is affecting directly. What can I do to not just make you feel better, but what can I do to appease this and make this right? Not appease, but what can I do to make this right? And I don't like the word reconcile because reconcile meant that you guys were cool at first. Like it was never cool. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't even know if concile is a word, but you know what I mean? We can't read anything if it never was before. But um, it puts the onus on the person to now you have to do something. You can't say that you don't know anymore. So now you know that I know that you know that you need to do something. And you know that I told you what you need to do to make this right and to um, help us in this fight. So now if you don't do it, you know anything outside of what you're, what, what I've told you to do isn't what you should be doing. So I love the question. But why don't you like it? I think for me, I want to know that, like, I'm happy. Here's the thing. I don't want anyone to think. I'm happy to answer questions. But I want to know that you take an initiative already on your own. I don't know. I feel like I'm just, like, in the age of information, like, there are so many resources that have been shared time and time again that we've been sharing, time, like, over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I'm just kind of like, what can I do? I'm, I don't, I'm like, we've already told, like, you, you know what you can do. Like, this isn't the first time we've been here. This might be the first time that you're actively trying to care and trying, like, working towards actually changing your behaviors and your mindset. But I think for me, I'm just, I'm at the point right now where I'm like, I, like, if you can re if you know to reach out to me or think to reach out to me, then I feel like you already know. Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel no. like you already know that there is. <laughs> That's why I'm reaching out. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I feel a bit differently, but I understand where Victoria is because mm-hmm. I know I, I have uh, Victoria. Are you still drawing on your, what you were saying? Oh no. I'm just saying, I just feel like, and granted, this could very well, I'm very well speaking from like my personal experiences yeah. and just my dealings with white people. Mm. And for me, I'm just like, you're not blind. And I know y'all aren't deaf and dumb. Like, 
we've had these conversations before. So please stop asking me, what can I do when I feel like we have been yelling at y'all and asking y'all to do certain things so many times over. And now, because like magically, like now that it's clicked, like the advice has not changed. Mm -hmm. Your mindset may have changed. Your heart posture may have changed, but the issue has not changed. The corrective behavior has not changed. You like takes for me, like that's own taking ownership is like taking the initiative to like, at least go and see like, what are the resources are there out there besides my black friend? Mm-hmm. Like what else can I do to like initiate this for myself and not put, cause for me, it's like, what can I do? I, I understand what you're saying, Keith, in terms of like, you know, you telling them what they can do, it puts the onus back on them. But even before that, like for them to even ask me, like, what can I do? It then puts the onus back. It puts the onus back on me first as someone who has been saying the same thing over and over again, but no one wanted to listen the 15 times before this. So that's, um, so that, that was kind of my point when I, when I, when I was saying that I spoke to two white people this past week, right? And they asked me, what can they do? And I told them, well, well, one of the questions was, you know, how are you feeling about this? And I said, you, you're tired and you become numb after a while. Um, you know, because you've, you've not spewed, but you've preached this message over and over and over and over and over again. And it becomes refined and you can say it in short now because you know exactly what you need to say. And you're trying to find different ways to make someone that doesn't understand, understand. So you become this, um, professional communicator and you become this expert communicator rather um on black issues because you've had to say this a million times and you've had to refine it but um gosh i'm i'm (laughs) um you you you've had to say this a million times so you just become tired and you you don't want to say it anymore because it's like i'm just saying i'm spinning my wheels i've said this a million times so i do understand what you're saying but i then told him i said but i have to i can't stop I can't stop number one because of my mandate as a believer to speak as Tabitha was saying, speaking out against injustice, um, speaking out against injustice and speaking out against oppression. And just for my, for my sake, you know what I mean? You know, for my family, for people that I love, for, for people that are black like me and are a minority like me, but for myself, you know, I, mean? I, I, you know, man, I don't think about myself a lot when I think about this, but like down to the root of it. Yeah, I do have to think about myself. So I have to continue to to say this, this stuff, you know. Um, so I told him. So he asked me, he said, uh, he well, come to find out he's an associate pastor. And so that made me go, ah, dang, already ulterior motive. You know what I mean? That's what makes me, you know, it it's makes hard, you think yeah. that like, cause we, you know, we all went the blueprint. We knew what we know it, your pastor and our pastor was black. Um, but he, you know, he said, uh, 
I want you guys to find a black person or a minority in the, in the church and or out of the church and just ask them questions about this so that you can have a better and you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure some type of thing happened like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And then him, you know, him being an associate pastor, you know, you got to take the lead. So, you, yeah, I'm sure all of that took place. But I think about the gospel being preached, right? And I think about what Paul was saying, you know, because, you know, there were people in um, in scriptures, they were like, yo, they're preaching this, they're preaching this gospel for this purpose. And they're doing this for this reason. Paul was like, so let God sort them out. The gospel is being preached. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. in the same sense, it's like, I don't care why you hitting me up you now have this information in your head. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what anyone else has told you. I know what I'm telling you right now. You know what I mean? And I told him, I said, listen, it's not a grandiose. So when you ask me, what can you do? And I said this to the, um, the white woman that hit me up as well. And she's definitely an ally. I have no, um, qualms with her in that regard. Um, but, um, you know, I told him, I said, listen, what what we don't want to happen is you having this white guilt and needing a way to appease this white guilt. Let's do right. this grandiose act to absolve ourselves of white guilt. And that's literally what it is a lot of times. So what can I do? What is the one thing that I can do? I'm like, there's no one thing that you can do. Yeah. Absolutely not. It is. And I said, it's not even protesting. I said, it's not, mm-hmm. I'm saying it's not, it's not. I'm like, you, you can protest if you, if you so choose, that would be nice. You know, you can be out on the front lines. If you, if you would, that would be nice. That'd be a great story to tell your grandkids when you get older. Like, look, I fought in the fight of against racism and you, you can do all of that. That would Which be great. Do. Mm, I'm sure they do. Um, you you can do all of those things, right? But it's not really about that. Again, um, it's it's repentance. It's, it's repentance, walk- but it's a level of care. I think if it's you like, I can't teach you to care. So you need to care first, and everything else will come outside of you actually caring and you actually grieving as well, and not seeing it as a me problem, but seeing it as a human um, a problem of humanity. Tabitha, that's exactly what I told him. That's exactly what yeah. I told him. That's exactly what I told him. I said, it's not, it's not a black people problem. I said, this is a humane issue. This is an issue. This is a mankind issue. This is you not, this is your people, you and or your people not seeing black people and other minorities, but specifically black people in this moment, not seeing us as being made in the same Imago day as you guys are. We're made in the image of God, just like you. And so anytime you oppress us, that is an an indictment on how you see God. Point blank, period. Yeah. Um, Keith, I think you hit the nail. What happened? Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, I wanted to jump in when Keith was done. But um, go ahead, um, Victoria. Oh, no. Well, I think so. While you were speaking... I feel like I identify why, like the root of why I don't like that question is because I feel like it presents as like they are looking for like that one solution. Yes. 
Mm. And I think that's my biggest issue with it. Yeah. Like, I don't, because I'm, because to your point, there is no one solution. It no. is a, like, there is a track record of behavior that you need to exhibit and, like, needs to become a consistent part of your life. That's why I told him. For this to be a thing that we can, <laughs> that actually gets, and so I think that's why I get frustrated by that question because mm-hmm. in past conversations, it's just like, they're only looking for like this, like, what is that one thing that I can get this stamp of approval that I am just like a good white person. <laughs> it's exactly. just like, I'm like, yo, like, just like clearly there is no one thing that I as a black person can do right now to be viewed mm-hmm. as a whole person for so many people. Like there's no one thing that you can do to resolve. Like, right. This is centuries of hurt and mm-hmm. centuries of pain. And like, I think that's why I'm just like, there no, yeah. like, that literally hit it. I was like, that's yeah. why I don't like that question. Because there's him, no one answer. I told him, I said, it's not one thing that you can do. I said, it is. And I came up with the term in a moment. I said, it's micro protests. It's speaking out. Yes. Every time you're in you're in your your home with yep. your friends and they you know this race speech starts coming about and they, you know what I mean and they start speaking in a certain way like in this white code against black people and other minorities is speaking out in that moment it's it's not being silent when things like this happen it's it's not condoning this type of behavior in any kind of way it's not looking is not seeing something like this a black person slain by a police officer and trying to figure out in your mind what What? justified him being dead yeah what justified them um being put before a jury judge and executioner right in one moment like Mm. nothing would um and i just want to comment on this because i see i i don't feel that it is the responsibility of everyone to have to answer those questions. No. Like when they come, um, kind of like Keith, I, when I got the question over the last week from one or two people, it did make me feel seen and known um, in the way that they came about it. Now, I don't know all of their motives and maybe that's my naivete that feels like, oh, okay, maybe this person do want to understand. And if you want to understand, like I'm the type of person I want to help you understand, but I understand that that's not, the space that everyone else needs to be in protect your mental health. Like if you are tired and beyond tired of having the conversation, I wouldn't say that someone that's beyond tired should have that conversation. But if it is someone like, if I have to work with you, um, if I have to do life with you, like if I, there's no way in this present moment of me going around doing life with you, I want you to get it. So if you Mm. come to me, I want to be able to share with you. And like both of you are saying, there is no one cookie cutter answer. Like there is not one thing you can do. Um, but out of those things, you first have to care. You can't just do something to appease me, to appease other blacks, to appease the social media platform or whatever it may be. Like you have to care. And from you caring, like you, you move based upon that. Um, and there are a lot of actionable things that that can be done. And like you said, I think most of those things are one dispelling those those ra- um, racism traits that are in people's own heart. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you may not see it and know it. So if you're someone that's going to jump on and say all lives matter, you got something in your heart. You need to go sit down and you need to mm-hmm. look at and correct first. If you're one of those people that want to throw a um, statistic under the post to say, oh, well, white people are killed at higher rates by police. Like you're I not trying to. 
people give that statistic. I'll be wanting to jump through the phone. Yeah, it's so skewed because they're going by percentage and not number. And and of course, we are whites are the um, majority majority here. So of course, that percentage they don't so they don't break that down. And so that's bothersome to me because it's also bothersome that you're saying that even if this person was in the wrong in some way, like you can't have compassion for the fact that they were killed like an animal. Um, And going based upon one of the things that Killer. Mike said in um, um, his speech the other day is that like that picture that he painted of this man being like a zebra in the mouth of a lion like that that was very animalistic and how he was killed and no concern or regard was given and then um, people say well he was resisting why would he resist first off you don't even know what really happened and then when the video mm. showed that he wasn't resisting like what do you have to say now and so then you come back and you tell us that oh well he wasn't killed by him him not being able to breathe. Right, like like right. that man was going about ah, his <laughs> <laughs> Like you are already trying to justify it. And that is why we are outraged. That is why we are enraged. That's why we're upset right now because you are always trying to find an excuse for why we are dying at the mercy of others, at the mercy of a white hand, at the mm-hmm. mercy of a non-black hand, at the mercy of an officer. It's like it's always justified for a black person. So going back on what you said, Keith, that the person who was protesting um, um, that was killed. We do care and we do, we are concerned Absolutely. about them dying. At the same time, that justice may look a lot differently for them mm-hmm. than it looked for us, just as it did for the lady in Charlottesville that was killed a couple years ago by that guy that ran her over. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, lo- it looks differently when it comes to us. And that's, that's what the issue is. But issue. again, if someone wants to know, I am in a position, not, not for everybody, but for people that I am doing life with because I desire for you to know if I have access to information I want to give it to you even if that's not me giving you tangible stuff even if that's me saying hey you go read this book hey have you considered this book follow these people they actually had a conversation based upon it like even if it's me pointing them somewhere because I don't have the mental space even today I had to have sell someone I don't have the mental and emotional space to have this conversation today I don't Mm -hmm. And, and so like they, and what they did respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, so just saying like, we, we have to know what works for us and what doesn't work for us, but also knowing that it's not the responsibility of everybody, every black person at every opportunity to speak, um, on what needs to be done. Yeah. And that that's absolutely true. Cause some people shouldn't be speaking for us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Go and get your girl Candace. <laughs> and that's the one that they want to hear though. Candace. Candace. Always. What's she Oh, that like the black Republican girl? Yes. Lord. What happened? Her. You just have to look up Candace she just Owens. Exists. And yeah. <laughs> oh, she just exists loud and wrong. <clears throat> a lot. Yeah. yeah, not everyone needs to be. I mean, <laughs> And that's a crazy thing, right? Because you can't tell people who to speak up for us and who to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, we just have to pray that the right voice is speaking louder than the wrong voice. That's real. Um, The name Killer Mike keeps getting brought up. Um, (laughs) I know Victoria sees me smiling, and um, it's the Keith from Seething, I believe. uh, so, Killer Mike, what happened? Killer Mike 
um, T.I. and who else got up on on the <laughs> stage the other day in Atlanta? Oh, T.I. got up sh- there? I didn't know that. And that yeah. stupid looking shirt. He, w- he was one of those people that shouldn't have been speaking in that moment. 100%. So. Oh, now I have to find the whole thing. I only <laughs> saw Killer Mike's part. Okay. What did Killer Mike say to the public in eight minutes or less? Um, his speech was eight minutes, so hopefully we can say it in eight minutes or less. He was just basically <laughs> saying that um, though he understands rioting, he doesn't feel that rioting is the way to be going about it right now. He said because, um, and I feel like I'm going to forget the the reasons that he was saying. He was just saying he felt like more should be done. Like we should really be taking this time to be strategic and seeing what needs to be done. Um, he spoke about how he comes from a family of officers um, leading all the way down to the original eight who couldn't um, in, I guess, the area he's in in Georgia who could not dress out with other officers because they were black. Um, so they had to dress out in their uniform, different places. But he he was just saying that he feel that more should be done um, outside of riding. However, he do know the pain of the young people and why they are riding. It's the brief of what I got from him. Good. Very good. Victoria looked like she wanted to say something, but she's like, mm-mm. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get my thoughts together. Hold on. All right, get them together. Go ahead. Um, okay. I posted on Facebook yesterday. Um, I said, "Is Killer Mike?" I said, "Is Killer Mike still named Killer Mike?" Telling people not to be violent. <laughs> Seems like a contradiction, right? I did not. I, I did not make mention of the shirt that he had on that said, kill your masters mm. while he's giving this anti-violence mm. speech <laughs> while being named Killer Mike. Um, I was then addressed by a particular Christian rapper who will remain nameless. Um, I'm I, Huh? I'm kidding. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I've never met him before in my life. Right. And I'll just be. We'll be right back because I got more than six minutes on this. <laughs> like yikes! This is already off to a best. Yeah, we'll be right back after these. After these men. This is Thank God for the group chat, and I have uh, Tabitha and Victoria here with me, um, and we are discussing, as where I left off was, um, there is a particular um, Christian rapper, and I've, I'll say this, and I don't care. I don't like Christian rappers. I don't. As people, I don't like them. I don't. You know, because like you grow up, you grow up listening. Well, I grew up listening to these guys and 
it's different. That's all I'll say. I don't That's like. Real. I don't like them. Yeah. But any <laughs> anyway, because man, you got these dudes that claim to be from the streets, right? And the claim that um have had like a life change and all of this type of stuff, and they very well have. I'm not judging that, but I'm saying like if you from if you're from the streets, you do understand that there is such thing as street code. Mm-hmm. But not but forget being from the streets. There's such thing as man code and they don't mm-hmm. abide by man code, let alone street code. But then above that, there is a Christian way that you are to deal with one another. And it almost seems like that always goes out the window. And it's it's so crazy to me. I'm like, you supposed to be like the thuggiest of thugs in your music. But you don't know how to deal with another man. But I don't digress, but that's a little... I feel like up. a lot of thuggies of thugs don't know how to deal with another man. What do you mean? Like, when, when I guess I don't understand what you mean when you're saying not knowing how to deal with another man, but... Well, there's certain ways that you that you know that you need to speak to someone and or address someone you know what i mean um certain ways of doing things or you know that you're going to get dealt with you know what i'm saying um somehow some way some form whatever whatever it may be you know that you're going to get dealt with somehow um so you better follow these guidelines you know what i mean whether it be street justice in in the streets or whether it be um you know like just people don't respect you as a man when it comes to manhood or whether people sit you down or deal with you a certain way when it comes to being in the church. You know what I mean? Like none of these guidelines are followed. <laughs> God, just don't understand it. <laughs> Fake thugs. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I may mention of killer Mike in the irony in his name and, um, the irony in his name and the speech that he was giving, you know, the, I'm like, it just doesn't compute for me. You know, I just made mention of that. And all of a sudden I'm getting a message from, I guess, a rapper that I respect. And I guess in ways I still kind of do respect. Um, um, and he was like, yo, that's the problem with black people. That's the let me. It was like that's the problem with black people. That's why because we're always trying to discredit a man that's doing something for the community and discredit his name. And I'm like, I don't think that's what I was doing at all. I think I was just sharing with you guys the clear irony in <laughs> what was happening. I think that's yeah. all I was doing. <laughs> nah, you was trying to get likes. I'm like, wow. Pam, Fam, I only got like 16 likes on this. I don't think that's what I was doing this for. I'm kind of almost never doing it for like. Yeah, you always give the unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> always. He's like, oh, this is what y'all think? I think the opposite. Right, yeah. just because. Right. <laughs> it's not just because. That's, I really can. How, that's how my mind works. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, that's how my mind works. So, like, for instance, um, but I'll get off him. Well, I'm going to end this, right? So, but I'm like, that's not a that's not a black people problem. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is a killer Mike problem. I don't think that you can be mad at people for 
Oh, not saying that he was even mad hearing more of what you guys were saying because he said that he understood. You know what I mean, but you got this shirt on. Your name is Killer Mike. We hear your music. I listened to The Whole World featuring Killer Mike by Outkast right before I made this post. I know what you were about. I know what your speech was or slash is depending on the platform that you want. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm not discrediting him. I'm just saying you also can't be mad. In addition to you not being mad, you also cannot be mad at someone that says, uh, nah. Because to you, violence was once, at least was once an option. A violence at least once made sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's clear. Uh, I don't. I didn't get that he was saying not to be violent. I don't, at least that's not what I understood it to okay, say. Okay, okay. I think he was, he, one of the things that he did say, and I, I actually put, he said something about don't burn down the house um, where you live or something like that. It, um, it is your duty not to burn down your own house, burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. So he was saying, don't destroy where you have to sleep because you're mad at somebody else okay. is more of what he's saying. I, I didn't get, and I, maybe I need to go back and listen, but I didn't get that. He was saying, don't be violent. Towards okay. They're saying, don't mess up your own stuff because you're angry at an enemy with an enemy. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that then. <laughs> but he, it's, it's so many things that like I'm trying to juggle right now. He, uh, so he mentioned, he was like, you know, you, you try to tear down a man that has and discredit a man that has done this and that for the community. And he's done way more than you in the community they, or, or way more than you could ever do in the community. I was like, I let it go on for a little bit, but when he kept coming back to the whole point that I was doing it for likes and, and I'm like, he had too much time on. Is he okay? Yeah. And I think, yeah, he was looking for Like he was looking for an issue. He found an issue with Jared though. Cause Jared came in <laughs> and that's why Jared's not on the podcast today. <laughs> Cause I was like, Jack has his wife. <laughs> Jared got in trouble by his wife because he came to my defense. Like, this is not what he meant. Where is this post? So and I can then, go it, find nah, Jared deleted his stuff rightfully. Oh, so okay, rightfully so. Okay, okay. Jared, if I'm militant, Jared is like militia. Um, he is ready to bust heads yeah, all the on time. Site. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm like. Cause you don't, what you don't want to do is like run down your, your list of stuff that you've done for the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it did cross my mind. I was like, fam, I've shaken, I've shaken hands with, with, um, John Lewis. You know what I mean? I've been in rooms with Bernice King. You know what I mean? Like I've marched, I've done this and that, but you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but you just let, you know, you just let people rock. But what was the other thing that I wanted to bring up? Because there was something in that. About his name? Did you address more the of his shirt? name? Oh, the I shirt. didn't address the shirt, and I didn't address the name. I just I just think it all spoke for itself. I was just, I'm like, all right, cool. But I can't allow you to keep going on with this rhetoric that I'm doing stuff for likes. Now you you impeding upon my my reputation, player. <laughs> Hold <That's> on. <real. laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. 
Um, we pieced it up. We pieced it up. He said, uh, I said, you know, God bless, you know, and he was like, yo, keep doing what you're doing for the community. I'm like, I don't know if this is sarcastic or satirical, <laughs> but you do it. the same. <laughs> uh, but uh, I forget there was a topic inside of that killer Mike topic though. I, I, from what I understood it to be was, um, Never mind. I don't know what I understood it to be. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay. Um, but I, from what I saw you guys sent, like, should his name still be Killer Mike was the question. No. So that was never the thing for me. I'm like, fine, let your name be Killer Mike, right? Mm-hmm. But is, like, but at what point is your name hurting the message? Hmm. Hmm. What what point at what point is the name hurting more than it's helping? I understand that we want to remain close to what we were once doing, you know what I mean, so that we can be more relatable. And I think honestly, I think that was this particular person's issue with me because I was I was I was on their doorstep because they pride themselves on having once been um, again, a thug, a person that used weapons and all of this type and caused violence in the neighborhood. Um, but I'm like, is that you anymore? You know what I mean? Like you don't still live this way. Do you, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody needs to change their name, but I'm like, we're not always best suit. We're not always a person that's best suited to speak on a particular topic. Yeah. Mm. That's real. That's, That's real. that was what I was wanting uh, him to get from it. <laughs> I don't even think I so much had an issue with Killer Mike's speech. I think it was more so his speech than followed by TI's. <laughs> yes. Like and Elena is Wakanda. Listen, I was like, what? In what world? <laughs> Every stop. See, like, I get off social stop. media. Um, first of all, Ti got on the platform with a rainbow shirt, and he's just like, "Y'all need to stay inside." Like Atlanta is Wakanda. Honestly, that ending line ruined. Like it, it, it ruined anything. Anything of substance that he could have said prior to that comment. Tabitha is looking it up. What is that what you were listening to before we got back on? Me? Or yeah, Victoria. Who to? Oh no, it's this guy I follow who lives in New York. Okay. Um but basically I just look at the trifecta um being Keisha Lance Bottoms, Clifford Harris. And mm. Killer Mike. And for me, I just always see anything that they're doing as like this is a political, this is a political play, this is a money play. It never feels completely genuine to me. Very disingenuous feeling. Yes. And <laughs> just like first, how is this Wakanda? So, okay. One issue is, please stop. Elena, Elena has been very good to us. Please stop that. We can't do this here. 
please stop that. When was Atlanta good to us when they approved all these neighborhoods to be torn down, all these like buildings to be to all these neighborhoods to be completely erratic, like wiped of their cultural capital because y'all wanted to make a dollar. And so do not sit here and say Atlanta is Wakanda. First of all, we made one movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We built a film set and y'all have just worn that into the ground. We are not Wakanda. We have one of the largest affordable housing issues in the country. Mm. Just because we have a higher density of black people, that does not mean that it is like this land of milk and honey that people always try to make Atlanta out to be for black people. Do you have a greater chance of being prosperous here? Sure, maybe. maybe. But I don't like maybe. A strong maybe. <laughs> like, it, like, up here. People think they land here and like a Benz just comes to pick them up and like a million dollars drops into their bank account. And I'm just like, no, baby, like you still have to work. Like you like you're still gonna face the disparities like there's still a lot of inequality that happens in this city like i know it looks cute but when they get up there and i'm just and (sighs) ti is part of a greater issue that i've had in all this with like just black celebrities in general just Mm. showing their behinds Mm. and i just feel like basically the whole thing just felt very fake to me it felt like Keisha was like, I'm in a hot spot. People listen to y'all. So y'all like hear the lines I'm going to feed you, but they are lines that I have gathered from like all the other people behind the scenes with mm-hmm. me. And you're being, you're playing puppets at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. There's no way that you can sit here and be like Atlanta is Wakanda when you see all this like economic disparity happening in this city. When you see the rampant gentrification, not urban revitalization, gentrification happening in this city. And I'm so tired of people trying to paint this picture. It's a fault. Stop it. (laughs) I wonder from there, from there, as show as Ebony Towers, are they looking out Mm. and feeling that it is that that way because of their um, position? Um, so For that sure. being one, and then what I will have to say as me living in Miami and me seeing a difference, um, Atlanta has one of the highest rates, I think in the top three with blacks that are wealthy, um, and that, that are doing well off as, as far as it, it goes. So, um, so there, that there is a reality when it comes to that, that blacks are more wealthy in Atlanta than in most any other, um, cities and the u.s so but does that mean that there's not any disparity that blacks doesn't face challenges that there isn't a large population of poor blacks in atlanta absolutely not it doesn't mean that but it does speak to in those ways so i don't know if they're looking at that and seeing it as that i don't know i'm not trying to i do think it's an ebony tower situation i think that they have they are from atlanta they made it from some socioeconomic level to another Mm -hmm. and for me it's almost like sometimes it just feels like they're like spewing this like pull yourself up by your bootstraps (laughs) um thought process i don't know when people are just like romanticizing atlanta um and mind you here's the thing like i love atlanta like i do love this city so much i do I think it's a bit like, yes, to your point, Tabitha, like 
we do have a higher concentration of like more successful black people yeah that's absolutely true but again it just goes back to that like that homeless rate is high too it is i'm just like if y'all actually like saw this like you actually like saw the city and like paid attention to certain things like my biggest gripe with atlanta to this day will always be what they did with the belt line i I don't think i will ever Hmm. ever get over that and what that did, like what greed, money, and like people like being in bed with each other did to this, like further did to this city. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm like, I don't believe y'all. Yeah. T.I. was up there like Atlanta wasn't open. What? What? <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> he didn't have no haircut. None of that. He had on that ugly shirt. That shirt was terrible. <laughs> I really have to see this. So those are two so things bad. that I have all worked. <laughs> so watch this and um, Kurt Franklin and uh, Fred Hammond. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what, what else? Okay, so um, I'm sure you guys, I'm, I mean, much to your chagrin and much to, you know, as much as we don't want to, we've been keeping up with uh, the George uh, Floyd situation. So, uh, did we talk about that last week? Did that happen Wednesday? It happened um, Memorial Day, so you guys probably would have. No, I don't we think we on Memorial Day. We recorded on. We didn't like, talk about. It. I don't Why think did we, we not did. talk about it. Well, maybe if you all recorded on Monday of last week, it, it may have happened late after. Yeah. Yeah, so we heard about it later. After, yeah. yeah. So if you have been li- living under, as Lon would say, um, this Lon says this for every transition. So if you living under a rock, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Lon. Love you, bro. Um, there would be no show without Lon Richardson. Um, if you've been living under a rock, uh. George Floyd of Minneapolis. Was he from Minneapolis? Minneapolis. Or was he from Houston? I think he was from Minneapolis. I thought he was from Minneapolis, but working in Houston. Or I don't know. No, it happened happened in Minneapolis. Yeah, I thought it was the opposite. And well, from my understanding, it's opposite because um, I I don't know, like born and raised from, but I do know he was has been living in Houston, and then he had been in Minneapolis. and I don't know all the details, so I don't want to say it wrong, but I do know that friends of mine, you know, knew him in Houston and mm-hmm. he would like help with things and setting up for church and stuff like that and, and helping with different things that they were doing to give back in in certain communities. So I know he was living in Houston um, at some point, whether he's in Minneapolis now or not. I don't know. Um he lives no, there now. He the was Chris, okay. the rapper uh, Reconcile um, was speaking to um, the work that he did, not only for the community, but for the kingdom of God, um, yeah. like where he was uh, um, helping them put together baptism pools so that yeah. people in the community could, could, could get baptized. Um, that raised a, a thing for me. That raised up an issue for me that I never thought was an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um when people try to qualify a person, like as black people, we, we, we just feel the need to qualify people that have passed away 
due to something like this. You know what I mean? No, 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 not, not, I'm not mad at us for doing it. I'm not, it's not us. We do, it is, it is very second nature to, to do that because it's like, this this person's life had value, you know what I mean? Um, notice what he did in the community. Look at what a great loss this was. But and I'm not I'm not mad at it, but I do think that it can be um, problematic. Like anything, it can be problematic yeah. because because I'm I try to put myself. Like, you know, when stuff like this happens, I automatically put myself in the white in the mind of a white person. Like, how are y'all gonna try to discredit this? How are y'all gonna try to justify why he was killed now? You're like, well, Amon Arbery, he wasn't he wasn't a class citizen, by the way, because he's got these cases open. I'm like, yo, it don't justify y'all killing him in cold right. blood in the street. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying in the sense of like it doesn't give credit to whether he should have been killed or not, regardless of what level of citizen he was, regardless of his criminal background or any of that. At the same time, I see it as you're going to paint a narrative of who Mm. you felt he was. And let me let you know, if I know him, I want you to know the type of person that I knew. So if I die, I I expect for one of y'all to say something about me that says I'm different. Like if they come in my, if if that was me on the ground, like I don't want the narrative that to be so loud that, Oh, when she was in high school, you know, she was, you know, this happened. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want you to bring up that one sin that, that was public made known. And that is what rings loud for my name. I want those who know me to have, what you doing in high school? My nerves have none of your business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you of all people that would have stuck with. But no, no, no. You know, it, I got in a fight in high school and they did take us to jail for that. Oh. Yeah, just, I guess, the county that I'm in, that's how they handled that. Um, and so. Edit point. <laughs> I, I'm, right. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about it. Um, but at the same time, I'm I ain't concerned about it. <laughs> no, they're not in that way. But if it, if if I was, I wouldn't have said it. But just saying, like, I don't want. I, I see why people do it because let me give you this person. Let me give you a bio of this person. You know, and I lo- and I it's that. crazy though. In the same sense that we have to do that. Mm-hmm. But if not, like there, it will be. It, it would just be one side out about what who he was. Um, but yeah, cause we don't have to do that. No one else have to do that, you know? So it's, it's weird, but I understand it. Thank you, Chad. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, it's great perspective. Um, to further, for, to further along the story, not story to further along what happened. Um, apparently, um, George George Floyd was in Minneapolis, and uh, I think he gave a clerk or cashier a bad, either a bad check or a bad twenty dollar bill. Um, that is still up in the air. Um, but they were they uh, came to arrest him, quote unquote, arrest him um, for forgery. 
Um, so it might have been a check, a bad check that he wrote or something like that. Um, they pulled, they proceeded to pull him out of the car. Um, I have not watched the video. I do not plan on watching the video. Same. As I as I have told um, many people that this video is not for people that know what is going on in America. This video mm-hmm. is for everyone else that tries to act like stuff like this does not happen. Um, right. But so... They proceeded to pull him out of the car, apprehend him. He did not resist. He was crying out for help. He even cried out for his mother at some point. This is a grown man. Um, And that's not to say anything against him. That is like, fam, I've I've done nothing wrong and I fear for my life. Um, One of the officers takes it upon himself to um, go against um, police protocol, to go against anything that they train you to do at the police academy and put his knee on his neck, thereby suffocating him. And um, George Floyd died from um, asphyxiation. Um, It came out today. Um, it came out today from an, a new autopsy because they That's did. That's what it. I figured would happen. Yeah. That's why I say his family. Because that first one tried it. the autopsy done because we knew he was paid off. He or mm-hmm. she, we knew they were paid off. They um, worked in very close um, circumference with the police station. Um, the people who did the previous autopsy, the false autopsy that said he died due to previous um, pre-existing health conditions. Yes. Well, even still, that should indict you. You know, I mean, that should incriminate you because these situations, these, you know, these uh, conditions would not have been activated in such a way if I wasn't under such trauma in this moment. But um, so they charged him I forget the police officer's name. I don't care about his name. I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out after it being stuck in my head like George. Derek. Derek Chauvin. Derek. There we go. Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Something like that. So, thank you. Derek Chauvin. He, uh, they charged him. He is now arrested after, you know, days of protest. And that's why it began. The protest. And that's the thing. We're continuing to protest. We're like, we arrested him. So, so convict him. You know what I mean? Because so many other people have gotten off. They, um, there's a post circulating about how Mike Vick, who served two and a half years for killing dogs, has served more time than any police officer has for these types of crimes. And yes, they are crimes. I don't care if you've been convicted of it or not. Um, so, um, George, uh, George, uh, Derek Chauvin, um, Murdered him. They're all Georges, all George Zimmerman's, but go ahead. <laughs> no, jo- I'm, I was confusing it with George Floyd. No. Okay. But, um, so, but there were other cops involved. There were three other cops involved that were, were waiting to be charged and prayerfully sentenced. So we will continue to pray for that. As believers, it is not wrong to pray for justice. It is not wrong to pray that because I have that issue sometimes. Just like, man, what if I don't want them to go? I don't want to see anybody go to jail. No. Nope. No, go to jail. And, and so <laughs> they um, they um, they charged him at first with uh, third degree murder. I looked up third degree murder. I was like, I don't like the degree of this, but I don't know the degrees. So let me look up third degree murder. Third degree murder is basically manslaughter. 
mm-hmm. in the state Which of is a lot lesser sentence. You can yeah. serve up to 25 years for third degree murder. Third degree murder is like you, it's manslaughter, basically, essentially. Give like more or less is manslaughter. Um, Just in case anyone doesn't know, like even from that, like it's basically like, unin- like you've unintentionally killed someone. Killed someone. Yeah. That's what man- but don't manslaughter sound worse than murder? It does. It but I, sound, and I think but that's the thing, though. I think it sounds like so much more like intent. Manslaughter. Like, the intent is just like they're basically saying, like, you unintentionally slaughtered someone. Yep. Man, so it doesn't yeah. hold as much weight, but the yeah. word does sound. Like, worse, oh, it was but. an accident. Like, we got to punish you, but like, you. Your intent was not to kill like, this person. If you under, if you want to understand how um, how light manslaughter is, Brandy has a man. Brandy was convicted of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, love, yeah, because like love Brandy, car accident. Love car Brandy, accident. but Brandy was out here living. You know what I mean, you know, no jail time that I know of, just living life, you know. Um, she feels very traumatic and still has nightmares about the situation. So, but, you know, Brandy served virtually no time, if any at all. Um, so he killed this man and uh, they were trying to cover it up and say that he he died of other causes when this autopsy today came out saying that, no, he died of... Uh, of uh you know strangulation basically um i'm glad i didn't know another autopsy was done um at some points i've kind of tried to pull away a bit because it it just becomes too much and it yeah for my own heart my own health i had to but i didn't know and i but i really hoped and prayed that another autopsy would be done because I don't know who they thought they were going to get over with that. We, we were just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what happened. No, come on, stop playing with us. You know, we are not think dumb. We're stupid. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't either. I didn't either. I don't either. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say to this? Um, I think that this was a breaking point for people, and that's why we are seeing the protests, those that are peaceful, and we are seeing the riots that are taking place because this was a breaking point. When I heard about it on um, Monday night, or um, and I was talking to my mom, I was with my family at the time, and so I was talking with my mom about it, and I was like, oh, it, it, this is it. And so it, this is it because, one, we're tired of our bodies being slain and there's absolutely no regard for it. Um, so that there's a tiredness when it comes to that, but then also to that tiredness of no real justice being served. So yes, um, you may lock them up. And and what I noticed when I first saw it, and although we can't trust media outlets, but two or three media outlets, when they first, um, spoke of Derek being taken into custody, it seemed like he was being taken into protective custody. It didn't mm. seem like he was being arrested at first, but mm. then after it started saying arrested, it was just saying, um, you know, protests are breaking out and Derek shot, um, has been taken into state custody. So I'm like, wait, what does that mean? Are y'all protecting him or mm. are y'all charging him right now? And then maybe like the next day or so was when I noticed that, um, charges were being brought against him. Um, and to me, the problem that the re- some of the reason why we're so tired right now is because why do things have to be made 
world why does worldwide notice have to come before some action being taken why do people have to reach out and make all of these calls before you do it why is justice not being served in the same way as me a black person if i go out and kill anybody you're immediately coming to lock me up whether it was self-defense or not um Mm. even if i'm living in a self-defense state like Mm. i am automatically assumed guilty until i can prove my innocence but it's never that way for Um, white people or people that are not black, especially when the person that was murdered is a black person. It's never that way for them. Mm -hmm. They're always innocent until they are proven guilty. We are always guilty until we are proven it until we can't, if we have the resources to prove ourselves innocent, because some of the time we can't even prove ourselves innocent. If we can't afford an attorney and we go with the attorney that is covered by the state that's covered by that County that is trying to help that prosecutor win at times because that's just how they work, you know? Mm. So it's crazy. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I just hope that we don't lose this fire. Like I need this. I need this energy to maintain. I feel like a lot of the times for a plethora of compounding reasons, you know, these stories break, someone's arrested, someone's charged, no one's ever convicted. And then I feel like things just kind of like dissipate. Yeah. And some sense of normalcy returns. And my hope in this is just like, no, like keep pushing on these issues mm-hmm. because at the, it is not it is not jo- granted yes this is for George Floyd but this is for a greater issue and I don't want people to forget or lose sight of that there is a grand change that needs to happen honestly I'm like Lord if you would just like to you know strike some hammers like that would be great um but I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm holding my breath in all of this. Cause I'm just like the fight, ha- like the energy has to be maintained. And that's honestly what I'm worried about, especially when you have all these other forces coming against us to like quell protest or deter protesting. And it's just like, I'm just hoping people's eyes are being open to what like these curfews do and what, you know, basically letting these police officers run rampant in the street does, or just being aware of like these radical like agitators who come out and they're really only there for the chaos. Like, I don't want these, like, I hate that there are these things that distract from why we're here. And I'm really hoping that this time around, like, I'm just like, please just stay focused. Yeah. Yes. Don't stop. Right. Next podcast, I want to do a. I want to do a brief history. I want to do a brief talk on the history of police. Um, mm. p- police um, is a is a fairly young concept. Um, you know, uh, prior to people policed themselves and governed themselves, there was a government in place and there were certain things in place, but police officers as they are today is it's like a hundred years old or less. Um, so 
we're like around a hundred years old or something like that. Not it's nothing crazy, um, especially how they are today. Um, police officers are su- literally supposed to protect and to serve, and they are supposed to work for us. Um, I'll say us in quotes because I also am of the belief that um, we don't literally have any rights as black people. Uh, that's I don't push that off on anybody else, but. Um, I, I see like the loopholes that they're able to slip through and all of that type of stuff because it was never like actually written down to say that black people now have rights as well. Um, yeah. As far as I know, we're still um, one third of a person. Three fifths. Uh, three fifths, yeah. Three fifths. We're a fraction of a person. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I could just have maybe. Ten more, uh, ten, mi- ten more minutes of you guys' time. I have a very poignant topic to talk about before we get off. Um, it is in regards to um, Shamik, Shamik Moore. Oh, let's get into it. I can't stand him. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we, on that note, we will be right back. You don't want to miss this, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for returning um again you are listening to thank god for the group chat um i am here with tabitha victoria uh should be joining us shortly um so um shamik is shamik moore of um into the spider verse um he's been a part of other um black films uh, <laughs> i don't know i'm not too well versed in this young man but he's he's like one of those like up and coming actors that people are like oh yeah that's this is going to be the guy and up until this point he was pretty cool um but being in hollywood can definitely change and or expose a person tabitha are you looking up what's going on I am. You see what, it all what, on me. I'm reading it all on Twitter right now. <laughs> I, do. I do. So um, I'm going to read off what uh, Shamik has said. And I also want you guys to remember that this young man's name is Shamik Moore. Shamik Moore. It don't get no blacker than that. I'm not even really trying to be funny. <laughs> it don't get like you wouldn't expect this from a guy, but you you know, hey. You never know. And he, you know, he so in light of the George Floyd situation, Breonna Taylor, um, Ahmaud Arbery, um uh Fidel Castile for uh, Philando Castile, et cetera. Um, some again, so many countless others, man. Um, Botham Jean, yeah, Sandra Bland, or Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Trayvon mm. Martin, Trayvon Martin, Oscar Grant. It, Oscar. Just, it goes on. We'll be here all day. Name it. I'm gonna do Diallo. Oh yes, twenty year anniversary of that. Oh wow. Um. And it reads, you know, so in light of in light of these types of situations, he spoke out. <laughs> really? Okay. He decided to to give his uh 
Coonish two cents. Call it what it is. <sighs> um, I've never said that we were an unbiased podcast. Um, and it reads, see, I have a very strong opinion that the black community hates to hear. He starts off with C, as if like this is really something to see, um, but needs to hear. We need to learn how to deal with police. Error number one. Error number one. I'll read it and then we can go back over it and just pick this joint apart because there's so much to pick apart. And or racism because and or racism because (laughs) because this is the part of the scenario we have failed to fix. We failed to fix something. Okay. We have to work on our community before blaming everything on quote unquote racists and police. Number one, there is still all caps black on black violence. You would think a white person is writing this. Yeah. Somebody hacked it. Got a ghostwriter. Yes. Got a ghostwriter named Chad. Yes. Chad Wick. Chad, correct. (laughs) There is still black on black violence that needs to be addressed. And two, if we know that the wrong white person could change our whole life with a false accusation, why do we give them the energy they want? What? Why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) I've lost. Seething, bruh. Give them an inch. They will take a mile. Well, in all actuality, I mean, I have to speak to this right now. Give them an inch. They'll take a whole country. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We literally know this already. At what point do we look at ourselves and make adjustments? That's just pure ignorance, but go ahead. Keep going. No one, it is. All this is pure ignorance. No one asks for my opinion. This is the first right thing you so said. Like, just exit. Just exit stage. We don't care which side. Just exit. No one asks you to fix your fingers to type any of this. Tabitha said, I don't care. Left, right, front, back. Just yeah. exit the stage. Throw bro. yourself off. Do what you got to do, but exit. Go ahead. <laughs> no one asks for my opinion, but it's 2020. Not 1945. He just picked a random date, a random date and time. (laughs) Meaning I'm more focused on black futures than black history. I personally refuse to feel like a victim. I refuse to have a slave mentality. Well, Too late. <laughs> Too late for that one, buddy. <laughs> I don't not fear. I don't not fear for my life because I know how to carry myself in tough situations. I did see the stupidness. I just feel the solution is not to continue to handle the situation the way we've been handling it. There are no results. That is literally the definition of insanity. No, your tweet is the definition of insanity. Insanity for you don't not fear. Don't not fear. Like <laughs> what? Don't not what? Fear. 
Lon would be like, that's the title of this episode. I don't not fear. <laughs> if you've been living under a rock. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is in the moment when we are experiencing racism, can we, the black community, sir, no longer put yourself. <laughs> not a part We're of not. it. There is no we here, baby boy. We, we demand a trade. Please. Who are we trading him for? I was just about to ask. Hmm. We, no, actually, no. Nah, we just released him. Just release. Really, right. Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I want to trade anybody. Not, right I don't want to trade anybody right now. Got to go. Tabitha liked my um, comment when I posted on... Um, when I um I posted on one joint because on one uh post because uh some guy spoke out on the news like real quick he just hopped into the um frame and he was like you know stop killing black people and we wouldn't have to deal with this and every yeah and everybody was like he invited to the cookout he invited to like y'all. Hand Y'all invite people too pass. easily to the yeah, cookout. Yeah, everybody be having a pass. You everybody said one good plate. thing. Stop. Yes. Like, <laughs> thank you, sir. Be on your merry. <laughs> <laughs> when we are experiencing racism. Oh, there's more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it did. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> When we are experiencing racism, can we, the black community, find ways to avoid being killed? <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm or hunted. out here just looking to be killed, basically. We're asking to be killed. That's what's happening. Right. That's so where do y'all want to start? <laughs> where y'all want to start? Because <laughs> I'm going to do my own like little 10-minute video on, on like breaking this whole thing down. But, like, you know. What do y'all have to say in regards to this? What would you like to say? If he were here in this room right now, you know, with him and all his Uncle Tom glory, what would you say? I don't even, you don't even have to put it like that. What do you want to say? What is your response to this, Tom? I can't say my response has cuss words on it. I'm just disturbed by his ignorance. Like, how do you, and, and I've had this conversation with a white person before, like they asked about our experiences when we're stopped by the police and then they went on to give their advice and their narrative, which you could never understand it from my shoes. But they was just saying like, have you considered like being nice to the officer and thanking the officer for serving and just all of that? I'm like that, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's not the answer. Right. Um, that's not the answer. Um, we don't go about trying to be killed. Like, mm-hmm. and he made it seem like we just go about trying to be killed. We go mm-hmm. about doing things like with our mindset being like that we, we can get like, I, I just, I don't even know that I want to comment. I think I'm just angry right now. Right. Yeah. Curse or whatever you gotta do, Victoria. What he said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to keep it down. (laughs) Mm. Whole thing was a slap in the face. Mm. Like, how does it feel to be? How? How does? mm. (laughs) That like, how dare you sit here and discredit? 
an entire people, like your people, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Because right now you, I don't claim him. <laughs> you discredit the hardships and the experience of an entire people, right? In your ill-informed slew of tweets that nobody at like and you acknowledge that nobody asked for your so if you ever have that thought like nobody asked for my opinion just put your phone down right. don't keep going don't pass go and i would shut never, up with that logic i'd never do anything <laughs> the same thing I mean, but the fact that you acknowledge <laughs> that no one asked for my opinion to me, I felt like that's you telling. Like, I know what I'm about to say is dumb. Right? <laughs> you knew you was about to start some stuff. Stop. <laughs> and the fact that you think that you can shuck and jive and tap dance your way out of out of what we face every single like, get up, stop it. And the thing is, this is Shamik. Like the thing, so this is Shamik Moore. In case anybody is curious, I got into a Twitter fight with him a few years ago because he was on that whole, like, if you want this type of man, you need to do X, Y, Z ladies. I like classy women. So you need to dress classy. You need to act this way. You need to carry yourself a specific way. So therefore, because this is what I like, this is what all of you need to do. And I was like, Shami, that literally doesn't make any sense because why can't you just like what you like and move on past that? Mm -hmm. And like, let it be what it is. Like, don't drag every other... Like, first of all, we don't want you. Second of all... He cute. Not with that. Right now, he's... Not with the stuff that he says. Like, he is a respectability fool. Like, you are literally a tap dancing monkey. Congratulations. Like, how does it feel to be performative in everything that you do? Because you're trying to appease and, like, perform for the acceptance and approval of white people. Mm. Like, what does... What do you... What did he, I'm really curious. Like, what did you think you... Like, what were you trying to gain from this? But you just said... This is, but I don't. I want to know what he and his mind thought. Cause I don't think anybody's gonna come out right and be like, "Well, I was just trying to make sure I was cool with the whites." Like, I want to genuinely know, like, what went through your mind after you thought, like, when nobody this, asked for my opinion. When this quarantine is over, I want to still be able to work. But maybe I don't know. What mm-hmm. has Shamik Moore been in? Like, that's the thing. I'm just like. Look up his he was own. in dope. I do That's know that. the movie. He was in dope. That's really like the only what, like. Wasn't there like police um issues in dope? Yes, there were. Was wasn't there like police issues in Into the Spider Verse? There weren't. There weren't. His father was the police. He was in Wu Tang. Yeah, he plays um Raekwon in uh, Wu Tang. He was in the get down. He was in the get down. He wasn't. That's what most people. Well, I feel like people yeah. knew him first for dope, but then so became more familiar with him. He's in all of these black. These black. <laughs> I guess he was trying to leave that space. Yeah, I'm trying. Right, to he's like, I'm trying to be a crossover. I'm um, crossover no appeal. Listen, um, no, even in um, into the it's not it's not in the movie, but um, there's a meme that goes around with Spider Man and his version of Spider Man, and you know 
the movie is based around Spider-Man teaching him how to be Spider-Man, right? And so the meme goes, um, he's like, yo, uh, he's like, when do you know how to like turn your um, Spidey senses off? Like, like, cause you know, when you have spider senses, it like it senses danger and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, he was like, no, it only comes on when, um, when you're, um, in danger. And he was like, oh, mine is always on. And that was like, that's the thing that makes you go like, oh yeah. Cause he's black and you know, endangered species, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, fam, you were part of that me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't compute to you. I'll say this, you know, in in lieu of me saying whatever I have to say and whatever open letter I write to him, because I do think that it is important for him and not just him, but other people that think like him. Um, it is dangerous. His speech is. It's not just idiotic. It's not just. Um, ill-informed or uninformed is not just um naive it's not just uh ignorant it is dangerous it's dangerous speech and it can cause it can cause other black people to get killed because of it whether they listen to them or whether there are other white white people that listen to this and say like see this is a negro that has it under control and has himself under control and so so he's not anomalous. He's the way that Negroes should think. And so they should always capitulate to police officers. They should always um, placate to whatever we say and just do whatever we say and abide by what we say. First of all, the issue is in what you're stating. That we have to genuflect for police officers. Yeah. When no other race has to do that. Like that that's the issue right there. There we're already not on an equal playing field because you think that it is our job to appease these police officers and yes sir, no sir, please sir, <laughs> thank you, sir, these police officers, and we don't. That's the issue before the other stuff because it's like, are you sassing me? Like, I might be, but these other people sass you too. I don't have the right to sass you. I don't have the right to to be to be and to express who I am and to express how I'm feeling ever. That's what that's what that is. It's dangerous speech, man, and it's emasculating. You, sir, you can do that. Mm-mm, not I. Mm-hmm. Any um, any uh, closing arguments or anything anybody wants to say? Any books we should read? Any things we should listen to? What can we do? Talk to your racist uncle. How about that? Mm-mm-mm. Yep. yep. Um, black people keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. And be oh, this is actually something really important that I want to know. Be okay with your role in this. I feel like black people oftentimes feel like this pressure to 
be a front runner or like lead their That's own good. initiative or their cause. And it's just like, no, like there are organizations that have done the work to set up some level of infrastructure even in their infancy, like the work has been done. Like you can support these things in so many ways. There are so many other avenues. Not everybody has to be a frontline responder. Yeah. Like there, like you can put money. Like for me, I've realized that I am more of like a nurturer and I am more of a financial supporter. I am happy to throw money behind causes. I am happy to volunteer for certain, like I'm still to this day, I will, and I know people have issue with this. I'm happy to volunteer for, you know, to prevent voter suppression because I still do believe in voting. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like taking, taking, (laughs) well, this is such a tangent. I'm being, I'm being. No, I know. But I think it's, I know you are, but I think that's actually a really important thing to mention though. Like when I say, I think a lot of times when people hear like go vote, they really automatically go to the presidency. In reality, the president really does not have that much power, y'all. No. He's really a figure. Who? You t- who? <laughs> <laughs> Unilaterally. The president. Donald Trump is doing <laughs> whatever he wants. Doing what he wants, but it's President like Trump unilaterally signs this document. President Trump anyway, unilaterally shuts down social media. He doing whatever is, he wants. I think that voting, I'm very big on voting locally and understanding who you are voting for on a local level. Like I believe in change starting small and it like ballooning from there. And I, in my mind, the way I see it is you make, you get in on the inside and there's also forces happening on the outside and eventually they will meet in the middle somewhere. Like, I don't think you can have one without the other. Um, but all that to say, be comfortable and like learning and appreciating what you can do and what your role can be in all of this and not thinking that it is lesser than just because like you don't have like these harrowing, you know, frontline stories to come back mm-hmm. and tell like you, you're important, you, your part matters, but I just really want people to own that and be okay with that. Yeah. And I want to speak on the importance of voting in local elections, because these are your local police chiefs. These are your prosecuting attorneys. These are your district attorneys. These are the people that have say in what happens in your area. These are the people who make um, laws and rights and statutes based upon the things that affect you daily more so than the actual president does so how your community looks what grocery stores you know all of those things that go on yeah so paying attention to who who those people are who is running what they stand for um it makes to me i think more of an impact than your um presidential elections um your primary elections because those happen once um every 4 years and then these happen um most often like every 2 years um and different things just pay attention to it but those people direct they they control what happens in your area that you live in uh, more so than what's happening in the whole country as a whole so great point ladies great great I do want to read this and I don't want to take this scripture out of context, but um, when Victoria was talking about don't feel like your part is lesser than or, or greater than or even greater than yeah. um, 
Be humble. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not exegeting scripture, but as the body of Christ, we do play a part. I immediately thought about like, like when I think about parts that we play, like even going out and evangelizing, right? Back when I was a little kid, there would be some people that would go out and go door to door. But then there also would be some people that would stay and go and stay at the church and pray. You know what I mean? Um, I'm about seven years old, so I didn't know which part I should have been a part of. You know what I mean? I know now, like, I'm not really the going. I am, I, you know, I proclaim the gospel and I'll tell people about the God. I'm not the evangelistic type. I'm not the evangelist per se. You know what I mean, I am the Lord. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, prepare the way. Um, but uh, what, what scripture is this? First Corinthians chapter 12, um, verse 15. It says, uh, well, 14. I'm sorry, 14. Now the body is not made up of one part, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not. It would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ears should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our present parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body so that there should be no division in the body, but that his parts should have equal concern for each other. Mm. <clears throat> uh, ladies, thank you so much for this and um, for pressing through. Tabitha went to another spot to be able to, get on the mic and not sit close to it. Um, I really appreciate it. <laughs> really, appreciate, really appreciate our making the effort to be a part of this podcast today. Yes. Um, Victoria and all her uh, kerfuffle of emotion and, um, you know, and, um, you know, I know cause I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Cause I know that you feel deeply, you know what I mean? And then you feel deeply about this stuff still. And then, you know, and then to like, have to like continue to, to speak about it, you know, it, it can be frustrating and like, you know, so I, I do appreciate you guys. Um, Tabitha, thank you again. Thank you especially so much. And, um, where can they hear you again? I mean, outside of this podcast, because you are always welcome to come back. But, uh, Thank you. 
thank you. And I like that. That's high because I know some people like, uh, uh-uh. they weren't. They're not a special guest. <laughs> I still remember. There's a couple of people. I'm like, yes. I mean, that was, it happened. That so was thank it. you that I have an open invitation. Victoria has vetoed some stuff, by the way. So <laughs> it ain't it's just me. No. <laughs> yeah um but you can uh follow me and find me um on instagram at keeping k-e-e-p-i-n dot t-a-b-s underscore underscore so that's keeping t- dot tabs underscore underscore um and the link to my podcast is there so tune in <laughs> yay awesome <laughs> thank you ladies so much um thank you person out there that's mad I'm personal thank you person out there listening um I want to thank you personally for uh listening to this podcast be sure to like share and subscribe why haven't you subscribed why do I have to keep saying this subscribe tell others um if you disagree voice it if you agree voice it um but share it let um we need to keep this conversation going. Um, thank you. And I'm signing off from y'all too, so I don't feel like I'm being rude when I don't say anything. Bye, Keith. Tabitha gave me a blank stare. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was like, what's happening? <laughs> I didn't know if that was to us or if that was to everybody listening. No, that was to y'all. I was it's saying us. like salutations and au revoir and all that. Hearts. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Peace. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty Let our rejoicing High as the listening skies Let it resound loud as the Did you know your daily routine could be the key to your next vacation getaway? NerdWallet helps you compare travel and cashback cards to turn your everyday purchases into your next unforgettable getaway experience. Traveling doesn't have to be expensive, and daily expenses don't have to get in the way of your next escape. Imagine purchasing food and earning points towards a free hotel room, or earning points toward a flight by simply buying gas. Regardless of your financial situation, the NerdWallet team will help you make sense of your options at nerdwallet.com. Get expert information from an award-winning team of nerds to make even the most complicated money questions and topics easy to understand. NerdWallet's dedicated team will offer the tips you need to get that vacation you've been waiting for without breaking the bank. NerdWallet offers everything you need to make sound financial decisions while costing you absolutely nothing. Find the smartest financial products for you on nerdwallet.com or in app stores by downloading the NerdWallet app.